This is Sex Ed Debunked, a cross-generational podcast hosted by mother-daughter duo, Christine and Shannon Curley, where we talk about all the things you learned or didn't learn in sex ed and where it all went wrong. From the abstinence curriculum to the monogamy myth and the vast spectrum of rainbow representation, we'll get real about sex positivity and catch you up on everything from proper anatomy to the holistic benefits of a great sex life. Tune in to Sex Ed Debunked wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us at Sex Ed Debunked on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hi, and welcome to Sex Ed Debunked, a cross-generational podcast about sex positivity, sexual health, and the cognitive dissonance of trying to make Santa Claus sexy. He is a big, beardy man in a red suit. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. Um, uh, maybe because he's always jolly and bringing presents. That's not sexy. Or maybe it's about what's under that big red coat. <laughs> Ew, no. Oh, you've ruined Santa for me. Okay. It's well, <laughs> we're your hosts, Christine and Janet Curley. And today we're going to talk about sexual mindfulness around the holidays. Because like you said, Shannon, the holidays aren't necessarily the sexiest time of year. Oh, you mean hosting your entire extended family for a week during the most stressful season doesn't, like, get you in the mood? It's shocking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure most of us have seen a gazillion stories and posts and articles reminding us about self-care, blah, 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 blah. I mean, we're not blah, blahing (laughs) self-care. Self-care is important. I know. But we've heard so much about it. And believe me, I used to be the biggest eye roller around all of that when I heard that stuff. And as as I was, you know, flitting around doing 150 million things and crossing things off list, I was the big eye roller. I can't wait for our second episode about like growing up with a mom who didn't believe in (laughs) self-care. That's great. Yeah. It worked really well, everybody. Uh, But today we're going to try to put a slightly different sexy spin on self-care during the holidays i'm just saying i don't remember a lot of all is calm all is bright going on during our house during the holidays <laughs> this is true um but, but i guess know, that's because the holidays are not really a calm time they're not they're the opposite of calm um it's chaotic and uh, being chill isn't really all that realistic and you know along the same lines maybe being sexy at least in the sense of erotic sensuality or sexual play, might not all be that realistic either. I get that for sure. Um, So instead, uh, we're going to suggest that you think about sexual mindfulness during the holidays as sensual mindfulness. Tuning yourself into the small pleasures, the small joys, and the hustle and bustle and preparation And maybe even those small, quiet moments in the middle of the night when you're exhausted at the end of the day after wrapping 52 presents. (laughs) So you're kind of converting into a believer now that you should take care of yourself in body, mind and holiday spirit this time of year. Yes. Well, because I've, you know, as as some of you know from listening to the earlier podcast, you know, this is in a life transition for me from going from ridiculous type A to trying to learn more about taking better care of myself. And as part of my psychology um, career that I've been going through, um, there's a lot of research around positive psychology that really does explain why this self-care works and why maybe there is another reason for the season. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a primer on on positive psychology, because for me, it helped me to understand why this wasn't just some pop 
talk in the media that Oprah and her friends were spinning for all the rest of us. My, my, you are a skeptic. I really was. So, so let's start with gratitude. So most of you, some of you may have heard of making gratitude journals every day or creating little joy lists, which are these simple little exercises that are designed to help us take note of the little joys in everyday life. So what the research in cognitive psychology and health psychology and the neuroscience has found is there's a link between gratitude and well-being in our brains. And when we practice gratitude, we literally change our brains, which I think is freaking cool. That is cool. And I think this is, you know, we're not just talking about this at random. I think the reason we're talking about this at the holidays is because we do think of the holidays as a time of gratitude and a time of joy. So maybe starting this now and talking about this now is, is something you can carry into the new year, too, is a practice of positive psychology. And it's important because we kind of are predisposed to acting like Scrooges as people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what what uh, psychology tells us, especially um, evolutionary psychology, is that we as humans tend to focus on the negative. It's called a negativity bias, Mm -hmm. which means we focus on the hassles or the criticisms rather than the joys and complaints. You know, so if somebody blocks you in a parking space, you tend to focus on that. (laughs) That happened before this episode, y'all, and I was not well. Like I was... they blocked my mom in and I was like, you got to be kidding me. There are 20 days till Christmas and the way you've decided to practice good cheer is by blocking us in. So what we're going to do, though, is focus on the positive. I am positive. I'm showing <laughs> gratitude to the fact that you have a very small car and yeah. we were able to maneuver out of the spot. Isn't it amazing how you can change your mindset just like that? It really is. Which So this means, so using an academic term, is that we tend to attend which means focus on the negative things. And the reason we do that is think about it evolutionary-wise and survival-wise. Risky things are more important to pay attention to, Mm -hmm. things that can cause us harm, things that are dangerous. So our brains have been trained to attend to negative and not the positive. So when we talk about making gratitude journals and making joy lists, we're trying to shift our baseline from mm-hmm. negativity to focusing on positive. Right. That is an active pr- practice of doing something different and better for yourself. And then that helps you remember the positives, right? It helps you see the joyful things and the things to be gratitude gr- grateful for more when you're actively t- making note of them every day, right? Well, so you think about this, right? If I gave you an assignment and I said, hey, every day, can you write down three things that brought you joy? Mm-hmm. So what happens? As you're going through your day, you look for that because you know at the end of the day, you have to make this list. And what it does is it says, oh, All of a sudden, maybe you notice the sunset. Maybe you notice that the cold actually feels good when you first walk out into it. Maybe you notice that the barista made fantastic coffee for you this morning. And those are the things you notice because you're being being told to notice them. And then it gets easier and easier Mm -hmm. and easier because you're training your brain. And I think that's a great practice for life. But why we're talking about it on this episode too, is because putting yourself in a more positive and a better mood, generally speaking, is going to put you in a better mood for other things too, for sexual experiences, for sexual experiences. And to get back to the holiday season, this is a season that is often attributed or is often associated with joy, sure, but also a lot of stress. 
a lot of stress. And so what we're trying to say to all you out there is let's reframe. Let's, you know, we're, we're trained to look at the stress. We're trained to follow lists. We're trained to think of the hassles. Let's take a step back and let's, let's retrain and refocus on savoring, savoring the season, the pleasures of the season. Maybe not exactly sexy, but they're sensual and they should be savored. So back to academia again for a minute, because we've heard from our listeners that that's what you like to hear about. So what positive psychology tells us is there's two kinds of happiness, and they're both really good for us. Um, And during the holidays, both of these happiness are evident if we pay attention. So the first happiness is called hedonistic happiness, which means looking and seeking enjoyment and pleasure. So sexy Santa Claus, Santa baby, the Santa stripper for Bad Mom's Christmas. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder to rewatch it. <laughs> sexy stripper for Bad Mom's Christmas. Um, for fun, I also looked up, I was like, let's be inclusive. Obviously, this is a holiday episode. So I looked up, Google, I'm sure, was just making all kinds of eyes at me when I did this. But I looked up sexy Hanukkah. <laughs> I was like, sexy Hanukkah. Because, I, I mean, we know the stripper from Bad Mom's Christmas is a sexy Santa. But what else do they got out there? And sexy Hanukkah was really funny. You wouldn't <laughs> believe how many articles there were about, like, how to make Hanukkah sexy. Um, and one of the top tips was to use the menorah as mood lighting, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> like, so you can, like, adjust it. And, like, eight days later, it's very bright. But the first night, it's, like, really dark and sensual. There was also an eight rules of Hanukkah sex article, um, you know, very in line with the season, eight crazy nights uh, that recommended playing strip spin the dreidel, which I thought was <laughs> really great and inventive. So that's your that's your hedonistic happiness. That's the enjoyment. That's the pleasure. That's the sexy part of the season. Exactly. But the other kind of happiness that's also good for you is called eudaimonic, which is a mouthful. But what it means is the happiness you get from living well and finding meaning in life kind of through your self-expression and your growth. So clearly, during the holidays, the holidays should be about meaning. Um, And maybe the meaning comes from cooking for your family or friends. Maybe there's meaning in buying that special gift for someone you care for. Um, And maybe the meaning is, even more simply, making the time to be with folks you care about. So finding meaning in the people that surround you, whether it's a kind word to a server or a Lyft driver or the person who makes you coffee, finding meaning is that eudaimonic happiness that brings a certain level of satisfaction to the holiday season. And so back to the research, happiness is associated with more life satisfaction and living longer. And that's both types of happiness, right? Eudaimonic oh. and hedonistic. Mm-hmm. So, cool. and because sometimes I think hedonistic happiness gets a bad rap, but finding enjoyment and pleasure in life is a part of living longer and a part of making love, life grand and fantastic. So, moving in from happiness and pleasure, let's talk a minute about sensual mindfulness, sexual mindfulness during the holidays. Because what we want to talk about, because this is our sex debunked podcast, is that even if there's not time for sexy time, and sometimes that's, that's, that's just our lives, there is time to have sensual mindfulness, to be aware of your body, be aware of your pleasure, and all of the senses during this holiday season. So the research tells us that mindful sex sensuality works because it reduces stress 
It releases judgment about our bodies. So let's enjoy the cookies and not count the calories, people. <laughs> um, and once again, it changes the, our brain. It changes the way the paths in our brain work. And isn't that worth doing during this holiday season? So all of the senses impact our brains in a positive way. So we start with seeing. So you have seeing, seeing the lights, seeing the decorations in stores. Then you have hearing, attuning yourself to the crackling of a fire, the clinking of wine glasses. And of course, during the holidays, tasting. (laughs) (laughs) Prime rim. Candy canes. Whiskey. Whiskey. Yes, true. Whiskey. And what do I always say during the Christmas season about Christmas cookies? Oh, the calories don't count. I don't know if y'all don't if y'all know this, but Christmas cookies don't have any calories in them whatsoever. And they're also perfectly fine for breakfast because it's the same thing you have. have Eggs. They have milk. It all makes sense, everybody. Complete sense. Hi, this is our cooking podcast. (laughs) You don't have calories in your food. It's fine. And then you go back to smelling, right? So there's one of your senses. You you smell trees. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Maybe it's just a great candle, right? Or or Shannon, you made a phenomenal brisket. Could be that smell of the brisket too. (laughs) Oh, it was definitely the smell of that brisket. a lot of pleasure at the smell of that brisket. I'm sorry I missed on that brisket. <laughs> and then, of course, we have the sense of touch, right? So every time you hug someone you love during the holidays, every time you fist pump, every time you give a high five, <laughs> you know, well, there are people who are doing that, right? Um, all of that is touch and the warmth, even the warmth of the coat when you put it on, the warmth of the mittens when you put it on your hands, the coziness of a blanket when you get down to watch... The holiday on Netflix. (laughs) All of that is part of sensing the sensuality of the season. So how does sensual mindfulness connect to sexual mindfulness? Because we do want to tie all of that up in a nice bow and put it under the Christmas tree. We do. We (laughs) do. Well, I will say there's a recent study came out a couple of years ago um, of couples and has found that for both men and women, being sensually mindful is associated with more sexual satisfaction and more relationship satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So it's so what we were trying to say is stay in touch with your body. Stay in touch with your pleasure. Even if you're not, you know, hanging from the rafters, trying out new positions <laughs> and all those other things, you can still stay in touch with your pleasure and savor those pleasures during the holiday season, maybe in a new and exciting way, because it's it's new and exciting to notice those things in a different way than maybe you have in the past. So it doesn't have to be about sexy Santas and it doesn't have to be about ho-ho-hos, but yeah, (laughs) ho-ho-hos, that's right. But I think that's great. Keeping yourself in mind during the holiday season is important to your, you know, holistic well-being. Um, However, if you do need some gift ideas, check out our latest or last episode on sexy stocking suffers. It is not too late. Um, never too late. To never get too late. Yeah. But during this holiday season, maybe you're super into, you know, food play with gelt and jelly donuts or <laughs> maybe into hedonistic happiness from sipping some warm, fist, uh, you know, warm whiskey by a, a crackling fire, whatever it is. Uh, pleasure can be the reason for the season. So make sure you let yourself enjoy the special moments, even if you are running around like a mad person this holiday season. So maybe we haven't debunked a myth today. Although perhaps the myth that Santa himself can be sexy because I'm still not buying it. Uh, Well, I still am going to go back and rewatch Bad Mom's Christmas. Well, that's a different Santa. (laughs) That Santa can do whatever that Santa wants to do. (laughs) But we do want to encourage you to use mindfulness to experience more joy and happiness this holiday season. 
So we did our best to debunk the, the pressure to stay sexy around the holidays, I hope, and encourage you to focus on pleasure. So do I get to put a myth to bed? Well, if we don't put the myth to bed, then Santa won't come. <gasps> You're right. <laughs> you know the rules. I don't make the rules. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. And in that case, that's another myth. Put to bed. <laughs> As always, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Sex at Debunked. And please, please, please share Sex at Debunked with your family and friends this holiday season. Have a great few weeks leading up to the big day. If you celebrate Christmas, if not, enjoy your holiday season and be well. We'll talk to you again real soon. Take care. Happy holidays. Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of Sex Ed Debunked. During the course of our podcast, we have limited time together, which means that unfortunately, many identities, groups, and movements may not be represented each week. The field of sexuality and gender orientations, identities, and behaviors are changing and growing rapidly, and we remain committed to being as inclusive as possible. Please remember that all of us, including us, are learning in this area and may occasionally slip up. We ask that we all continue to be kind to one another so that we can create a truly inclusive and accepting environment. As always, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us at Sex Ed Debunked on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Sex Ed Debunked is produced by Trailblaze Media along with myself, Shannon Curley, and Christine Curley. From Trailblaze Media, our engineering is handled by Ezra Winters. Mm-hmm.